0: This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona.
1: Number one during your morning commute.
0: Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk
1: sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning.
0: Hey, yo, man. Indeed, it is Monty in the Morning on Tuesday, September 28th, 2021. Uh, Make sure that you find this show on YouTube. Just search The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. You can plug that into Google. You can go to themontyshow.com. That'll take you right to our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, then take a photo that you're subscribed. Tag us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. The Monty Show, SLC Supercars for Jake. And you're entered to win a Traeger Smoker, Ironwood 650. Hi, Jake. Hello. (laughs) You look like you're ready to murder somebody.
2: I hate when stuff doesn't work. It's so dumb. There you go.
0: We are at 2,247 subscribers on this show. That means that we are a mere 253 away.
2: Month of October is going to be special on the show. Just telling you guys. Yes, indeed it is. Christmas uh, is here
0: early. Trevor Muse, first one in. Good morning to you, Trevor. Let's go, indeed. Um, we have to talk about social media later in the show because um, I I kid you not when I say I have a viral video on TikTok. Like, my TikTok account has exploded uh, over the last 24 hours, 48 hours, really.
1: Here's the deal. I'm the best there is.
0: Yeah, well hung too. Um... You know the interesting thing is we we went to Cafe Rio the other day. Mm-hmm. What was that? I guess Sunday. Sunday? No, it was Saturday. Saturday we went to Cafe Rio before you had your your second date where you didn't touch right. or
2: right where it's uh, going horribly and it's yeah. never going to work it, out. It right, didn't we didn't exchange get it. Yeah. DNA.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is we went You're to Cafe. So yeah, we went to Cafe Rio for lunch, and they had this awesome like tortilla press that was vertical on the wall. And the lady was just mashing it up with new tortillas and stuff, like bro. And so I took a TikTok of it, and it's got 1.6 million views, and I've picked up over a thousand followers on TikTok because Twitter's been going crazy. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, it's the greatness of TikTok. Like literally,
2: tell tell me, tell how many times have you gone down the black hole of TikTok just on your phone? Oh, daily.
0: Right. I You know amazing. why? Because it's great for content. Mm-hmm. It gives me content and topic ideas. But I don't think mainstream Americans use TikTok. Mm. I really don't.
2: I think most young people use TikTok.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that coming up. We got to get into Donovan Mitchell's comments. Uh, Media Day yesterday for the Utah Jazz. We got to talk Kyrie Irving. We have got all kinds of NBA. But I think today, Jake, we have to start with our good friends down in Provo. BYU, the Cougars, meow. Uh, I don't know. Wow. Cougars versus Utah State. BYU, Utah State. Logan, Friday night, 7 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Um, Unfortunately. Here's my question. Is Utah State BYU's biggest rival? I think if you look back at the injury history, uh, Jaron Hall included – uh, obviously, Taters, the uh, had significant injuries leveled against him. The Dallin-Levitt situation. I mean, there is a laundry list of Aggie tears that pour all over U- uh, BYU. So my question is, do you buy that Utah State is BYU's biggest rival? I actually... Don't buy that. I think Utah is your biggest rival, but, man, I think it's close. And every year that goes by that Utah State inflicts pain on this club, I think it's close. Now, kicking their ass last year was awfully fun. But, Jake, I think there's a lot of credence in the idea that Utah State is BYU's biggest rival.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, you know, like you were saying, there's a whole laundry list of things that have happened between these two teams. And I think that, you know, in years where BYU is 4-0 and and, you know, they're the, the ball is rolling and, and everything's good, uh, in Provo, Utah State's looking to be the uh, the you know the the person that ends your season, basically looking to be the person that that brings you that first loss, looking to be the, the team that that you know uh, wrecks your <laughs> wrecks your momentum roll, basically. And I think they've done that in the past, and I think they'll be looking to do it again on Friday night. And I think that you know for for BYU, uh, this this 100 percent without a doubt. Should be a win, but it's going to be far from easy. I, and I and I think that's why Utah State is always on the schedule because they give you a really tough game. And and I think that you know this this BYU team will definitely be prepared. I have no doubt about that. But it is a pretty stark contrast between you know uh, the South Florida team you saw and and now Utah State. You know that that South Florida team uh, was was. More athletic and more uh, not, not as skilled, I would say. Whereas Utah State is going to be a gritty team that that basically wants to hurt you and punish you. So it'll be curious to see. You know, uh, obviously, you know, we'll get into the whole quarterback situation. But I think from a team perspective, can you leave this game relatively healthy? Can you can you get out of there with a win? Can you get out of there with most of your guys healthy, and most importantly, can you get out of there with a win? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So, yeah, are they your biggest rival? Uh, I don't think they're their bi- your biggest rival, but but damn, they're they're going to be damned if they're not uh, a relevant team on your schedule. That that's what I'll say. I think they're determined to wreck your season.
0: Oh yeah, and I I think that Utah State would take great pride in wrecking BYU's season. I mean. I don't think that's going to happen. And, and by the way, we're probably underselling the lead that we have new details on Jaron Hall's status uh, for Friday night up in Logan. And that is that if that game was held today, I'm told by BYU people that he would not be able to play today because he still has soreness in those ribs, but they fully expect Jaron Hall to be good to go on Friday night. Um, so the quarterback controversy. Controversy. Quarterback controversy. Controversy. Uh, is dead. Uh, it looks like Jaron <laughs> Hall is going to be good to go on Friday night. Now, uh, I think there are far bigger issues um, for BYU as far as injuries go. And and I will just tell you straight away, I think Harris Lachance is the biggest single issue um, health wise. And I'm told that he is a bigger question mark. Uh, Than Jaron Hall, he is he is somebody that is listed. Harris Chance is somebody that would be listed as doubtful today. Um, I am also told that uh, Tyler Batty and uh, um, and I think Batty's probably the biggest one. And mm-hmm. I want to because one of the things that really frustrated me the other night was after BYU won the game again to wake up on Sunday morning, and I think it was like sixty seventy you know notifications that. Oh, this is a disaster. BYU's a fraud. Their defense is a joke. (laughs) Well, you were without your two best defensive linemen in that game. Yeah. I mean, you had significant injuries from that game and before that game. Right. Like t- at least agree with me that overreaction Sunday, yeah. was exactly that. Well,
2: it's prime BYU Nation, isn't it? Uh, it's prime BYU fan. Like this is what BYU fan does. Yeah. This is what Utah fan does. I mean, hell, look at look at look at Utah fan after after the uh, Washington State game. You know, look at look at Utah fan after the San Diego State loss. You know, like it's it it is what we do in sports, and I think that that you know you can't you you can't light the world on fire. When you win a ball game, did they win 40 to three? No, they didn't win 40 to three. Were there some moments on defense? Sure, but you won the game. That's what matters. You won the game, as we've talked about and we'll talk about more today. This schedule is very simple, right? It is not rocket science how you got to work your way through this schedule. You're not looking at Baylor yet, right? Who are you looking at? You're looking at Utah State, and then you're looking at Boise State. Those are the two teams that you got to get through, you know, because i got news for you. Like we've said, one loss on this schedule, and that's it. You, you will go to a bowl game. I have no doubt about that. You'll go to a significant bowl game, in my opinion. But one loss on this schedule, and the college football playoff is out of the question. That's just how it works for BYU right now. So when you're a BYU fan, and they win this game, and you're like, oh my God, they look terrible. This team sucks. The defense is embarrassing. To the point where this guy over here has sixty to seventy Twitter notifications. It was ridiculous. I'm just like, dude, what are we freaking out about? You won the game. Like, what what are we doing? You're you're four
0: and and0 It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I just again all I will say is, relax. You won the game. You're four and Just yeah. as just as Jake said. Uh I think Tyler uh Batty and uh, Isamahe, uh, who did not play both those guys, should be good to go, I'm told. Um, and I, I think that the biggest concern for me um, is Harris Lachance. I think yeah. he's he's absolutely got to play. Um, I think he is a vital part of that. He is, again, dealing with this lower leg injury. Um, and he's doubtful. And if he doesn't play, I, I have real fear um, for what? for what that offensive line would look like. And mm-hmm. I know that they – the offense was not the problem Saturday night against USF. I think motivation and a natural letdown was the issue. You were missing several key contributors. I mean, you know, obviously we we know what you lost at linebacker going into that game. Um, and to not have your two biggest uh, contributors on the defensive line because you held them out out of, uh, out of the utmost of caution – That tells me you knew who USF was, and that tells me you knew that they were going to win the game. So the idea that, oh, panic mode, you know, blue (laughs) Kool-Aid, TDS, like... Stop. Just stop. BYU's 4-0. They're 13th in the country. Why can you not enjoy that? Like, I feel like it's almost masochism. It's like, hey, man, you know what? BYU's doing too well. I have to find a way to run my arm through a bandsaw. Yeah. Like, somehow, I just... Does anybody have a nail gun? I need to drive well, some nails all, through my I, sack. I think like, what it
2: is is it's all, BYU fans are like, hey, this is too good to be true. I
0: just said drive a nail through my sack, and you just went right past it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't I don't have are a drop you, to react to that. Are you I like have, now desensitized to have, testicular you know, I, nail driving? I mean, I guess. I don't know. How the
1: fuck else would you do this job? I really don't know.
2: <laughs> I have no idea. But, you know, I just, you know, all I'm saying is that I think BYU fan and and I would love to see in the comments, I know we got a ton of BYU people listening, I think BYU fans and the majority of the fan base is like, hey, this is too good to be true right now. We're waiting for the the letdown loss that ends this season. Yes. And, and I think, first of all, the first thing we all need to agree on, whether you like it or not, is just the fact that we're having the conversation about one loss ruining your season means the program's taken like 10 steps in the right direction. That's yeah. number one. Number 2, I think we can all agree that no matter what happens this year, you're going to a significant bowl. I mean, if this keeps up, let's say that you win every game except for USC, you're going to go to a significant Oof, bowl that and would you're going to it will suck. You're going <laughs> to feel a lot of heartbreak, but you're also going to have had a hell of a season on the heels of what Zach Wilson did. So, I just think that that if you're a BYU fan, you got to you got to appreciate what you have right now because this team um uh, and provided I'm telling you uh, provided they get past Utah state healthy because I, I I don't think we can just assume that but you know provided you get past Utah State you really should be able to get to sc undefeated that's my opinion
0: I'm just saying like right you should be able to yeah but I'm just saying relax like if you're a Utah fan this morning I totally understand why you're upset yeah I mean I I I cam was not rising at all against you what Did, a gimmick dude. I what a gimmick I see what uh you, again, did you just – I said Cam was not – Cam was not rising. Cam was not rising. Nick's like Chubb. The, we get it. Nick's Chubb. Like, yeah. That's you. quite enough. We get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I understand. <laughs> Listen, if you're a Utah fan, I understand why you're upset. This feels like a lost season. Uh, you had another – you know, the Aaron Lowe situation. Um, I mean, it, it's ju- – it. you just feel like you're a rudderless ship. At BYU, you're 4-0. and You're 13th in the country. I, I just – you're running. You're going. Back. Settle down. Uh, Brylark says, Morning boys are my cowboys. <clears throat> I swear to God. Brylark, you're my dude. They're everybody's cowboys. All right, we're gonna move on here. Well, oh, the cowboys are good. Somebody find me a star. I'm pumped. Right? Like, oh anyway. Honey. Honey. <laughs> anyway, my point <laughs> direction.
1: is.
0: My point is. <laughs> By the way, Mike McCarthy might want to learn to manage the clock. He almost did it again last <laughs> night. Yeah, the Cowboys are good. Dak Prescott's elite. I think Dak, Dak Prescott is, you know, him, Derek Carr. I, I mean, you, you at this point, I, I would think you'd have to put Matthew Stafford in the MVP conversation. Yes. I mean, you look at Dak Prescott, back-to-back weeks completing 80% of his passes, that's not an accident that's Elite performance that's the defense, preparation dude, the that's under yeah that set the Cowboys secondary has been better by the way on the other side of the the field there real quick on on the Monday night game um no I don't like Peyton and Eli I find it to be paint drying. uh B Jalen hurts is I think is a legit NFL quarterback and I know there's been a lot of questions about that and I know that um you know I don't know where Tanner is this morning but I know that his Philadelphia Eagles have, been looking for a QB, you have a quarterback. His name is Jalen Hurts. And you need to embrace that. You need to throw everything you have behind Jalen Hurts and support him to win. And I think if you do that, the Eagles could be competitive. Well, it won't be this year because they – you know. Uh, But the point is um, the Dallas Cowboys are good. The Dallas Cowboys will win the East. It's going to be health again because you finally have an offensive line that is capable of – of facilitating the run game you have a running back in Ezekiel Elliott who very clearly is has seen what Pollard's doing and is very clearly um you know lost a ton of weight he's in great shape his legs look amazing I thought that touchdown where he powered over the goal line was remarkable he
2: punished them dude yeah
0: that was old time Zeke and that was Ohio State Zeke so yeah if you're a Cowboy fan this morning it's a good morning um Dane says morning boys Dane how are you Spencer says no lol USU is not BYU's biggest rival I would agree with that but the more that the more time off between BYU and Utah the importance of every game for uh, BYU in the next couple of years while you're not playing Utah and you are playing Utah State I'm telling you it brings that that rivalry up and and frankly you know, obviously BYU and Utah are the two best teams in Utah. There's no question about that. It's shocking that Utah State played the way they played. Mm-hmm. Shocking, but that that's a team that that's on the rise, in my opinion. I think Utah State's always competitive. Um, Spencer Morgan says if you had watched the Utah game Saturday, you'd know exactly why Ute fans were unglued despite the win. That I agree with. Yeah. Brandon Whiteside. Uh, yeah, it was. Cam's not rising. Brandon White says, uh, I'll stop. BYU about to face second best team in the state. Stop. <laughs> no. Um, Spencer says, until Saturday, I would have said USU was the best team in the state. Might still prove out to be true.
2: Three-fourths of this is inaccurate.
0: That's uh, no, dude, some trash, bro. You meant to say that BYU's the best team in the state. <clears throat> do Cougars growl like that? I think so. Because by far they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, wow, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. Chris Karn says, BYU was playing four or five deep on uh, D Saturday night. Everyone take a step off the ledge. Thank you. Yeah. Hashtag Fire Nagy. They literally oh. used the Wow. Chris. Wow. Chris. Wow. Why would you? You're getting off to a bad start. You know, the name Matt Nagy causes me constipation, and I don't appreciate it. Um. But <laughs> Uh, Brylark says, "Nah, man, Cowboys are mine. Not compromising on that." <laughs> James Knight says, "Jingles still wearing the Jazz jersey, lads." Well,
1: it's okay, not October and is, it's not the bro. trade deadline.
0: You're just gonna ha- you're gonna hang on to that for all
2: it's I worth. Cannot I cannot wait till they trade Joe Ingles because it's going to happen, and then you're gonna roll up onto the show and you're gonna say, "Well, uh, Donovan Mitchell's still wearing a Jazz jersey, and uh, I told
0: you guys so." Now, Patty Mills, best point guard ever in the history of best point guards ever. <laughs> I'll stop. Uh, Josh Levern says, B- BYU versus <laughs> USU, two programs that are undefeated versus the Pac-12. Wow. Owned. Coach? Owned. I think Utah enjoys playing Weber more than BYU. Yes, they do. Is Weber Utah Is – let's see, is Weber State Utah's biggest rival? Um. <laughs> stop it, Dane says. I escort the U coaches in the box, and even they were shocked they won. I I would imagine. I mean, I, I don't know what you do. What is it, it, honest to goodness? And I know we've talked about this for hours at this point yeah. on the show. What is wrong with Utah?
2: I. It, it is not something you can put your thumb on. I, I think that. I I think that the lack of. I think it starts with Wit. I, honestly I think it, I, I, there's something going on with Wit. I'm not saying that that, that Wit can't do a good job or or that that he isn't passionate about football anymore, but I think there's clearly something happening for him. I I don't know if it's a if it's a lack of enthusiasm, I don't know if it's I, I don't know what it is, but but the program just does not have that that feel about it right now, and I understand, you know, you've lost players and there's a lot of tragedy that's happened, but at the end of the day, you know, when, when you're out there on Saturdays, there's only one mission in mind. There's only one goal in mind. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, it's all cool that Cam came in and, and played good against, you know, San Diego State and everything, but Cam Rising is, is not some special quarterback, right? Cam Rising is good for Utah, but, but it's not as though he's Jackson Dart or, or, or Zach Wilson. No, or but he's,
0: he's the backup quarterback, so everybody loves him. And, well and now it, what?
2: Yeah, and that's why I you say know, like now cool, what? Like you came in and had a nice time, but but we're still gonna have the same issues. He's still gonna throw interceptions. Yeah, he's still gonna turn it over. Like he's still gonna do all those things. And and it just is what it is. So I don't know, man. To answer the question, I don't know what's wrong at Utah, but oh. something is wrong.
0: <laughs> Ace said, "You guys are the, you guys are the only show I listen to uh, or, uh, on YouTube. Well, you watch on YouTube." The only show I listen to on YouTube. I dropped one F-bomb yesterday. They deleted my account. Like, he just got out of, of YouTube prison, I think, this
3: week. What's or, up, motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> like, on <laughs> Thursday.
0: Ace, you just got paroled, like, last Thursday. Oh, he's already back in the joint. No, no it's over. Like, they went, oh. from what I understand, because I've never been banned on any social media platform. Right, right. Um, But from what I understand, if you continue to break the terms of service on, on, U- on uh, YouTube, which means cursing in this case, they put you in timeout. And I think you've seen on a regular basis that, a lot of people's comments get filtered. We don't do that. That's YouTube doing that. Yeah. And so Ace is an F-bomber. Yeah. Which I have a lot of respect for, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good with it. Right. And right. So he said something about Donald Trump. Yesterday, we were when were we talking about Donald Trump? Was that yesterday or Friday? I Might guess it was Friday. And he got put in timeout. And so yesterday, he came on the show and dropped an F-bomb, and they deleted his account. I'm a man! Like, yeah, uh, but you're not a man on YouTube anymore. (laughs) That's crazy. Crazy. And now the problem is, YouTube uses IP trackers. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can just create another account. Like, that's a problem. Yeah, sorry. By the way, he said nobody watches BYU on TV. Oh, no? Okay, so again, again... I wanna say that, that and you had the numbers a minute ago. Yeah, they were on Twitter. I can look um them up.
2: there's that's just not true that nobody watches BYU. They they were they were one point five million, I believe it was, for the Utah game. Uh they were one point four million for the ASU game, and I wanna say against Arizona they were like seven hundred
0: and fifty thousand. Uh BYU T V viewers for the first three games on ESPN. Yeah. Game 1 Arizona 933,000. There you go. Typical for ESPN in that time slot 700,000. Game 2 versus Utah 1.5 million. Typical for ESPN in that time slot 1.3 million. Game 3 versus Arizona State 1.498 million. So call it 1.5 million. Typical 1.4 million. I would say that's a lot of people. Now, and again, in memory serves, I think Ace is a, is a Utah fan. Yeah. Through and through. Um, and I want to say that he is... I don't remember what Ace does. Anyway. I thought you said he was on the road a lot. He is on the road a I lot. Thought, I, I
2: thought you said he uh, was a truck driver.
0: I just don't remember what Ace... No, Driftwood was the truck driver. Driftwood was the truck was driver. Was the truck driver. Right, right. Okay. I, I don't remember what he does. Anyway, here, no, there. The point is... The point is... <laughs> people do watch BYU on TV. It's a, it's a huge audience. Um... Let's see. Uh, let's see. Brylark says Joe is getting traded for sure, not ending the season on a roster at least. Yeah. Joe who? Ingles. Oh, yeah. Joe Ingles. Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's any question. Listen, and, and we're going to talk jazz here in a minute. I don't think there's any question that the roster they go to camp with is not the roster they're going to the playoffs with. Correct. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And when I say the roster, I mean the 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 core of this team will change. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is, I don't think there's any doubt. Um, Spencer says, I agree. Something is going on with Witt. It floored me during the game at one moment with how ugly it was that he was smiling on the sidelines. I'm not saying a coach should ever, should never smile when the team is doing bad, but it was just not him. That's not who Witt's ever been. Kyle Whittingham is a quiet, um, intense figure with amazing calves. That's just who Kyle Whittingham is. So I agree with you, Spencer. I do think that's interesting. Uh, Coach Loverin says, is Utah starting to trend towards being equal to New Mexico State in football, LOL? Stop. Stop, bro. You're starting to, to, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, Spencer says, well, but guys, Utah's new backup QB came in and fumbled two of two in the Wildcat. That's great. James Knight says, Monty, I love it when you break into character when you mock the comments. Hilarious. Thank you. I miss <laughs> Driftwood, Brylark says. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, VPN. Yeah, you have to use a VPN to get around YouTube's screen thing. But it's technology and stuff. Just don't drop F-bombs all the time or get crazy about Donald Trump, and maybe they won't ban you. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit and get into – Um, Jazz training camp? Because I think this is an interesting question. And I'm curious what people think of this. You're going to hear from Donovan Mitchell in a second. Should the Jazz prioritize health or having the best record in home court advantage throughout the playoffs? Because we talked about it on this show last year during the playoffs and before the playoffs. If the Jazz want to win a championship, they do not need home court advantage. They need five healthy starters who play 70 games during the season and are available for 15 to 20 games in the playoffs because isn't it it's 16 you got to win four series so 16 games 16 in the playoffs wins
2: to win a championship
0: so the question is do you prioritize home court advantage throughout or healthy players I'm telling you home court advantage doesn't mean a thing if Donovan Mitchell's not healthy if Mike Conley's not healthy Jake, I'm hundred percent all in on load managing.
2: Yeah, I think that I think that you got stay you got to stay healthy. I mean I, you know again, I think almost every jazz fan would tell you after what happened last season that that health is the main priority. but I would remind you guys that it is not uh, it, load management is not an issue with Donovan Mitchell mainly because that's not how he got hurt, right the, the, the injury with Mike Conley is a load management issue. Donovan Mitchell's issue was running into Paul George and busting up his ankle. That that's not a load management issue. So I think it. I think this this conversation applies to certain players, but not every player. Like Rudy Gobert should not be load managed. The guy should play the same amount of minutes every single night, and he should be out there. You know, Donovan Mitchell, I would load manage him a little bit, not not a lot though. I mean, I'm I'm talking about you know play him, yeah, be available for seventy games, sit him down, not dressed for 10, 10 games a year. Uh, and and I think he'll be fine. But like with Mike Conley and while Joe Ingles is here. You know, those two guys really need to be catered to and taken care of and they need to be protected. And so to me, I I don't know what that number is like for Mike Conley. Is that 60 games? I, I don't know. But but what I do know is that I would rather have Mike Conley healthy and not dressed on the bench and out for 15, 20 games a year than have him hurt and not even available. That's yeah. what I'd rather have. And so, you know, all of that to say, you got to be healthy for the postseason or you shouldn't expect to win a damn thing. So as we saw, you know, with the Bucks, they were the team that was able to stay healthy, which is why they beat the Nets.
0: So that's it. Yeah, I, I think that you, you have to prioritize health. I want to play Donovan Mitchell here because I think this is really telling about a young player that feels bulletproof, changing perspective as he becomes more and more of a veteran.
1: I'm all for, you know, ways to make sure we're healthy, you know, especially after maybe if you asked me last year before I got hurt, maybe my answer might be different, but understanding the importance of it and the longevity of being healthy, not just for the season, but for the playoffs as well. Um, I think I'm, I'm all for ways to help, you know, help us become as healthy and be as healthy as possible, you know, but if, like I said, if I'm feeling good and, you know, I, at the end of the day, I trust, my staff, I trust our coaching staff. And I think that the great part about it is we've all worked working together. You know, it's not like, you know, you're, you're working together. And I think that's where those conversations come in and, you know, if we're comfortable, we're comfortable. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, for we're, we're fighting for, you know, God forbid we're fighting for the A spot, you know, I'm not, I'm not you know, you know what I mean? But like, I think for us is being smart and then obviously working hard, but also being smart because, you know, it's a long journey to get to the playoffs, but you now it's also long a journey to stay there and, and be at the top and be at your best every day.
0: Donovan Mitchell at Utah jazz media day yesterday. I agree with that hundred percent. I think when you hear Donovan talk about prioritizing winning, that means you have to prioritize health. And I think there's no doubt that this jazz team is desperate to win. I thought it was interesting yesterday. What Rudy Gobert said um, about how, you know, I don't feel good about winning a silver medal. Yeah. Nor should you. You're a big part of the reason that France didn't win a, a gold medal. You know, I mean, you, yeah. you won silver because you, you he was a – there's no doubt that Rudy Gobert was a liability for, for France late in those games, especially against Team USA. So there's a chip on the shoulder here. But when we talk about this roster and James Knight, you should probably put your hands at 10-2 and two or grab another 4X gold, whatever you need to do. God, that's um, so good. The, 4X gold. So good. Uh, the thing that's amazing to me about this GS roster – is the construction of it. When you look at Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, being the guy on this team, you look at Rudy Gobert, you look at, you know, if I said, hey, who's that third option? Well, it's clearly Mike Conley. But now you've kind of backstopped that a little bit um, with Jared Butler. I think that was a huge pick. Um, I think then you look at, okay, well, what do we do about Rudy Gobert? Well, now you have two, three other options, um, and they're not named Yudoka Azabuki. I think when you look at Hassan Whiteside and you look at Rudy Gay, those are the guys that you need to play valuable minutes late in games. And I think it's going to be a tough pill for Jazz fans to swallow when there comes a lot of key critical possessions where Rudy Gobert is not going to be on the floor because he is is limited to a rim protector defensively. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not ripping Rudy. Facts are facts. The reality is what it is. Rudy Gobert is an elite defender, arguably the best defender in the NBA. But that has limitations. And we saw it throughout the playoffs. When you get into the paint, the Memphis Grizzlies, you can score on Rudy Gobert. Is he going to block dunk attempts? Sure. But did guys stop trying to dunk on him? No, they did not. Because you as a as a rim protector and a shot blocker, you are not difficult to beat. Right. If you are a guy like a, you know, think of a think of any guy you want. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's not going to be intimidated by Rudy Gobert. He's going to dunk on Rudy Gobert. And if you look at the way that the Clippers attack the paint against the Jazz, all it did was open up more sores on Rudy Gobert's defensive abilities. And I think to me, Jake, that's that's the biggest thing when we talk about what Rudy Gobert needs to do or evolve into it's it would be nice to see him have a larger offensive piece but frankly i think that would be bad for the jazz at mm-hmm. this point based on the way you've built around him now yep. i think he needs to become a more complete able defender because the days of guys you know like back to the basket shack type centers are over mm-hmm. you need to be versatile and you need to be able to play 10 12 15 feet away from the basket I want Rudy Gobert to have quicker, better footwork.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you have to normalize Rudy uh, Rudy being on rotation with another player, and and I think that other player is Hassan Whiteside. I think I think the Jazz are going to rotate them in and out depending on the matchup, and, and that's why I say I think it's center by committee because, yes, Rudy is making all that money, sure, but at the end of the day, it, it's about wins and losses. It's about what, what roster – gives us the best opportunity to win the game based on who we're playing. And, and so, yeah, to speak to what you were talking about directly, yeah, Rudy's inability to play, you know, basically anywhere outside of the paint. So above the free throw line, outside of the blocks, like he really needs to extend his, his parameters. And I think the Jazz, frankly, have to do a better job putting him in positions to be successful because, again, it's not on and, – and we've said this a lot of times, and I want to keep saying it so we're very clear on where we're at with Rudy. The the Terrence man in the corner thing is not on Rudy Gobert. He, 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 the, the Clippers put him in that position, and the Jazz did
0: nothing about it, and that's why Hassan Whiteside is here. Well, I think, I think that's why Rudy Gay is here because I think Rudy's going to play the five. Rudy Gay's going to play the five in those small small ball matchups. And I think that was the one weakness on this team is you didn't have that. And I agree with you. The Terrence Mann situation is not Rudy Gobert's fault. It's just the reality of the NBA, right? I mean, you are, as, a, as the Clippers in this case, um, you're going to take advantage of the matchups that you are presented. Leaving Rudy Gobert on the floor late in games against a small ball lineup like the Clippers ran out there was an opportunity. And damn sure enough, the Clippers took advantage of it, and Terrence Mann took advantage of it. And my point is, now that's not an opportunity anymore because you're not switching Derek Favors in for Rudy Gobert in small ball anymore. Mm. You're switching Hassan, or you're you're bringing in you're, you're bringing in Rudy Gay. Because like, that's
2: not really small ball with Derek Favors. It's not. That's not really small it's, ball. It's
0: and listen, I I am happy that Derek is in OKC and that he's going to play his whatever this is his twelfth year in the NBA. I think he tweeted, but. You had to improve that position, and I think you yeah, absolutely – you got deeper on the bench. There is there is no question about that, that you are now a deeper, better team for having Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gay here. And, you know, again, Eric Paschal a guy that – I think Eric Paschal is going to play a lot of 3-4 combo. And I think that when you look at, at at Donovan Mitchell in this whole conversation about health, you now have multiple sets. You can play any size, big, medium, small – You can run the floor. You should theoretically be able to execute in the half court on both ends. This Jazz roster is much more, in my opinion, competitive. Now, I still don't think they're one of the top three teams in the West. Mm -hmm. I'm very largely in the same place with this Jazz team as we were last year, which is to say when Kawhi's back at 100% and he will be, they're not better than the Clippers when the Lakers are 100% and they are. And by the way, again, not to say that we all well, we know everything, but we fucking know everything. What did we tell you about Anthony Davis? <laughs> you have not seen hide nor hair of Anthony Davis this summer. You haven't heard about him. He ain't been on social media. Yep. And why did he say he did that? Because I just went to work. It's time for me to go to work in the yes. summer. I ha- and, and he essentially said, Anthony Davis essentially said, I have a lot to prove this year. He needs to stay healthy, and he knows that. And he went to work and built his body. And he looks like a guy who went to work and built his body. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if anybody noticed what, you know, the video that James Harden put out with Chris Brickley over the last week. Anybody know? That's not a guy who looks like he's got a hamstring injury. No. That's a guy who looks like he's he's you know got a larger, deeper bag of tricks, and he's going to they're going to be lethal. Now that brings me to this Kyrie Irving thing, mm-hmm. because I think this is a huge problem for the NBA, and I could be I'm open to the idea that I'm making too much of this. I really am. You're not, but yeah, go ahead. So Kyrie Irving has said, essentially, he would like to be called Nick Rolovich. <laughs> I'll stop. Anyway. The point is, Kyrie Irving has said that he is not vaccinated. I am not going to talk about it, and I won't answer questions about it.
1: Mr. Fucking vaccination genius scientific expert,
0: you fucking asshole. Exactly. He won't answer questions about it. And never mind that you're one of the highest paid players in the NBA. Never mind that you have missed a ton of time because, well, you make poor choices off the floor. And never mind that this is the same guy who – Converted to Islam in the middle of the season. My
1: fucking ass.
0: And then had to fast for a week, so it made it difficult for him to play games. This after he went to a birthday party at a club for his sister and had to go into quarantine. When when do the Nets get tired of Kyrie Irving prioritizing Kyrie Irving over the ball club. When
2: do the Nets start prioritizing Kevin Durant and James Harden being on the floor together? Cause that was
0: a far better team than KD and Kyrie was. I I'm, I'm saying, I, and and listen, listen again, I just want to be very clear about this. I love Kyrie Irving, the basketball player. He's a magician. He is unbelievable. He is incredible. He is, in my opinion, when he's healthy, he's one of the top three, four scorers in the NBA but he's just not worth it. All this off the court nonsense. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I trade him. Oh, you're going to retire. Okay, cool. Not my problem, bro. Thanks for giving me the salary cap back. See you later. Like, I'm just not putting up with it anymore. You put this Brooklyn team together. You paid the largest luxury tax bill in the history of the NBA at one point to deal with this nonsense. No, I don't think so. And then there's Andrew Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) Andrew Wiggins is not Nick Rolovich. In that hey, he half an aho He went off on a reporter yesterday. And he freely admits he's not vaccinated. He doesn't want to get vaccinated and he's probably not going to get vaccinated, which means in San Francisco, you can't go to practice, you can't go to games, and you can't travel to other California teams.
1: I think that's HIPAA.
0: So he's probably going to get vaccinated. By the way, I would remind you in New York. Do you know what the minimum vaccination in New York is? One shot. That's it. You don't have to get the Pfizer double jab. It's one shot. And then there's Damian Lillard, who absolutely is not Nick the Dick Rolovich. Nick the Dick Rolovich. (laughs) Where do you come up with this stuff? Right off the top of my head. Bro. It's amazing. (laughs) Anyway, the point is. I love what. And this is why I respect Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard yesterday sat up on a podium and said, hey, look, I've got people in my family who've died from COVID. I've got people who are vulnerable to COVID. So it's not a question of am I going to get vaccinated? I'm vaccinated because I want to spend time around the people I love and I care about them. So I'm vaccinated. Okay, let's move on like that's it that's the whole yeah, thing here, let's play it. let's play it i got it i got it okay go ahead
3: they presented the opportunity and i said can i get my family can i bring my family too and they said yeah and that was, you know i think it's a you know i don't i'm not mad at people for you know saying i need to do my research or you know they got to take the, the steps that make them comfortable um you know but i you know, I, I have a lot of people in my family that I'm tight with, and I spend a lot of time around them. You know, I'm just not going, I'm just not going to put their, their health or their lives in danger because, you know, I want to hold a, a big research when, you know, as a kid I had to get shots my whole life. And before I went to college I had to get shots, and I couldn't tell you one thing about any of them. So if, if it's something that, you know, I've had people in my family actually die, People actually lose their lives with I'm not. And it's a way for me to protect myself and the people that I love and to do it. You
0: know I mean? How difficult is it? How difficult like, science, like dude. this is why Damian Lillard's a stud. Yeah. Because is he a championship player? Not yet. But this is a guy you want on your basketball team. This is a guy you want in your locker room. This is a guy you want around your young guys. He is he's just a he absolutely gets it. He absolutely gets it. Um, Josh Loverin says, uh, I'm not Rudy Gobert said, quote, I'm not super, super satisfied with a silver medal. Well, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I didn't
2: know Rudy. I
0: didn't know, uh, we were playing for second place there, but yeah, well, you shouldn't be super, super satisfied (laughs) with that silver medal. What are you talking about? Uh, the jazz did definitely load manage Mike Conley all season. He didn't play any back to backs and he still got hurt and water is still wet. (laughs) Just saying my favorite Um, saying. Yeah, water's (laughs) wet and Mike Conley's hurt in the playoffs, right? So get your facts straight. Josh Levern says, so Kyrie is Nick Rolovich. Uh, Yes, he is. Um, Monty, you're on fire today. Appreciate that. Neville 93 says, this Jazz team looks like they had fun this weekend. They did at the BYU game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Brandon Whiteside says, Anthony Davis still hasn't proven anything. Still a stiff on the coattails of LeBum. What about the three-point shot he hit to – Never you know, mind. I mean, we fine. won't want facts to get in the way of bad art. Three fourths of this is inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, Brylark says, Gotta play that Anthony Street Clothes Davis uh. drop, Jake. Wow. The Laker hate is visceral and real this morning. After the Street Clothes Davis. Yeah. My God. Hey, you farted. I B, did not fart. <laughs> what are you
2: talking about, dude? dude How do you just like roll out? Here. You got two dogs sitting down here that oh, shit down here constantly, God. and you want to go roll out.
0: Oh, well, you farted. You Again. farted. I'd um, like you to. I'd like you to meet Jake Monty. Yeah, he's the I, fart I'm denier. Fart, I'm a fart denier. I, I yeah, I never. You fart, it's just to own it. No, own I'm it.
2: not owning something I didn't do. No, I, I would never. fart. And I like my privacy
0: about it. Okay. <laughs> I'd like my privacy about uh, it. Listen, I gotta do some research on whether or not I farted, and I'll get back. Yeah. to Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where are we at in society today?
0: <sighs> I don't. I don't ever get laid, and I'm a fart denier. Are you squeezing one in right now? No, I'm You're not. You're holding one in, right think that's HIPAA. Uh, <laughs> Ramiro says, Rudy's defensive player of the year, but offensively, my grandma could guard him. That's messed up. Oh. True. But you ain't wrong, and your grandma don't move laterally, from what I understand. You know. Uh, Spencer says, just got an update at, at uh, Backup Center and are paying 90% less for him. No question that was a good move. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lark says, waiting for the Monty V. Rolovich charity boxing match. <laughs> You know. Uh Sean Mirzinski yeah. says Brylark LOL. Josh Levern says Kyrie for Dame trade, make it happen. Oh my god. Dude, for real. For Could it, you just imagine? Do just do it. If James Harden's the point guard and Dame's the two guard and Kevin Durant's your 3-4 combo and yep. I mean seriously, Blake I, at the 5. Blake at the Blake at the 5? Yeah. Kevin Durant at the 5? Yep. That would be Yep. That would be amazing. Yep. I mean, I can easily see rudy's usage drop but efficiency grow this season brylark says sure count blockula and the great rudini will help them get to the western (laughs) conference finals and that's about it (laughs) i'm sorry i thought you (laughs) coach i thought you said count (laughs) blockula wow oh
2: my god dude
0: Uh, James Knight says, you guys do realize Rudy Gobert, oh, I'm sorry. You guys do realize that Count Blockula is 7-2, right? How many seven-footers can guard the perimeter efficiently? Nobody said that it, okay. Fucking, uh, see, what what I have been trying to articulate, um, we didn't say it was Rudy's fault. The Dennis Lindsay, uh, listen, uh, I know me want to Nobody said it was his fault. Nobody said that. Rudy Gobert shouldn't have been put in that position. But who else were you going to play? You had nobody else. The roster know, construction. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Joe Ingles, right? Joe Ingles. Oh, but how are you going to have Joe Ingles guard Terrence Mann when he's in Paul George's head? Like, you can't be. It became personal with me. You know, Okay, I'll stop. You're forgetting Luca's mom. Luca's mom. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate that. Yeah um trade joe it, thank you neville i it's a james knight he said it not us i mean that's neville 93 saying to trade joe
3: it's quite simple so i don't know why motherfuckers be overcomplicating. it.
0: trade joe uh that's that guy's <laughs> undefeated that's a fitness influencer from from tiktok and jake and i were because jake and i are on this fitness thing and i actually holy cow so i turned down the creatine like stopped taking it Lost five pounds. And I'm telling you, I'm not as strong. Creatine's amazing. I'm a man. If you're working out and you're not taking creatine. One day after creatine. Seeing gains. It's amazing stuff. Um, But anyway, so we were talking about how much protein, calories, and all this stuff. And and this guy on TikTok just lit lit some people up. I just searched TikTok for calorie deficit.
3: And homeboy showed up. What's up, motherfuckers? (laughs) He says. in his video that's
0: the first thing he said
3: it's quite simple so i don't know why motherfuckers be overcomplicating.
0: it. just put it into this website it was amazing it was amazing Epic. um terry terrible terry wants to know how the tiktok feed's going the tiktok t- feed is going quite well at the moment um at the moment I have a. I'm at a thousand ninety-eight followers good, now. Good, good, good.
2: Telling you, just telling you right now, we're ramp, we're ramping up TikTok. One point
0: six nine million views of that
2: it's stupid coming.
0: tortilla video. We're we're thinking about giving the
2: Xbox away using TikTok. We're thinking about. Uh, y- y'all better get your TikTok accounts created.
0: My God, Marilyn Newren says we need to put others before ourselves. Do you want to explain that, Marilyn? Uh, James Knight says, relax, Neville. No friends. <laughs> you talk bad about, you know, Joe Ingles is my I'll friend. Okay. Grocock needs an update on his Xbox. No, he got it. He got it. He got it. And that mullet's amazing. Yeah, he got it. Who's the best team in the NBA right now? I mean,
2: it's probably the Lakers, but, I mean, you have to say the Bucs because they won the championship.
0: Do you have to say the Bucs, though?
2: Yes. Really? Yes. yes you do.
0: You're going with the Milwaukee Bucks are the best to. team they in the NBA You have to they won the
2: championship. What do you mean? Wow. You have to. They are default best team in the league right now.
0: I don't agree with that at all. Um I think without
2: You're going to you're going to sit here and make a case about injuries and they would have lost if this and
0: that. Well, I got no news for you, I, I know like, that it's not injuries. It's PJ Tucker's not a Milwaukee Buck anymore. Wow. And I think he played a huge. I Look, he did. with all due respect to my uh, Notre Dame brethren, I never went to Notre Dame. My Notre Dame brethren, Pat Connaughton, he's no PJ Tucker. I agree. Right? I mean, it, that's a huge part of it. And I mean, listen, when you have Giannis and you have Chris Middleton, um, Holiday, Bropez, Holiday, little oh, Bobby Portis, suck it. Um, and when you have uh Thanassis, ante cupo your mom right I mean Dante DiVincenzo, Vincenzo they're not the best team in the NBA they're not like I look at Brooklyn's roster
2: yes Brooklyn's roster is better than anybody's roster it's a matter of if they can stay healthy that's not nobody even but that's every that's that, dude. the jazz but isn't that's it? my point that, that's what I'm saying how like Okay, who's the best team in the league? Okay, on paper, it's between the Lakers and the Nets. That's on paper, though. Like
0: Harden, Durant, Kyrie. Right. Best I'm, core in the NBA. Yeah, easily. Right. Everybody easily, agrees. Easily.
2: Not that. even close.
0: But they have Patrick Mills. Like, you add Joe Ingles to that roster, and it's over. Um, <laughs> That's enough of that crap. <laughs> Joe Harris, Patty Mills, Bruce Brown, who I think a lot of people forget about. Um, I mean, I, I think that they, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, uh, Paul Millsap,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I forgot about Paul Millsap going to Brooklyn. That's huge for the net, or for uh, the jazz. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like that to me stands out is I think they're, I think they are. I think that's the best roster. Like I, I look in the East, like the Chicago bulls, like not, not, I'm not even playing like the Chicago bulls. Hook they're going to be much better. Demar Derozan, Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, yeah, Alex Caruso, yep, Tony Bradley, yep. I that that teams that's a playoff team.
1: Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger.
0: Now, I like what I'm seeing. Now, the biggest question to me is, what do you what do you say about the Denver Nuggets? Are the Denver Nuggets – and I I actually don't think they are, and this is just my opinion. Are the Denver Nuggets still one of the top two, three teams in the West? No, they're top five team in the West. I think that – I would agree with that.
2: They're top five team in the West. You lost, as we were just saying uh, – oh, my God. Uh, Paul Millsap. You lost Paul Millsap.
0: Jokic, Um, Murray, Gordon. mm -hmm. Barton, Monte Morris. And Michael Porter Jr., who just signed a huge extension.
2: Yeah. I mean, they have a great team, and there's a lot of cohesiveness on that team. Uh, First major question mark is Murray. Is he the same guy? Uh, My feeling is he is going to be the same guy because I think the ACL surgery rehab process is just so documented now. It's so lined out as to how to come back. I I mean, you know, I I just don't have any doubt that he's going to be fine. Um,
0: Austin rivers, I, I think is on a guaranteed deal this year.
2: Yeah. So they have Austin rivers as well. So th- their problem, I'm telling you, that's the team that is kryptonite for a lot of these other nameplates. And I think that, you know, you, uh, again, I, I know I keep saying it and I, I don't mean to be a broken record. It's just health. Which of these teams is going to stay healthy because Dallas Mavericks, I no, the Dallas Mavericks are not a good team. No, they're going to be in the playoffs, but Zingas
0: gonna... Luka. Luca, and then it really is Dwight Powell, Willie Cauley-Stein, are their bigs. You don't have enough
2: there. And, by the way, the relationship between Luca and Porzingis is not good.
0: Well, and I also think that new coaching staff, though, is going to make inroads. And I think Porzingis gets traded by the end of the year. I hope so. The guy needs to get somewhere where he can be the guy. What do you make of the Clippers roster? Because I also think – and this is this is kind of where I'm going with it. When you look, start looking at top five, ten teams in the league – I look at the Clippers roster, and I think Eric Bledsoe being on that roster makes a huge difference mm-hmm. um, because I don't think they could count on Rajon Rondo last year. Um, Patrick Beverly was not somebody you trusted. We saw that at the end of the playoffs. Well,
2: and with Russ on the Lakers, you need a,
0: a point guard yes. with size. But again, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard. Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann, Ivica Zubots, Nicholas Batum, um... All I hear when I hear those
2: names, all I hear is veteran experience. All I hear is, is a team that's not going to be shook. They're not going to be scared to go into Vivint. They're not going to be scared to go East and beat a team that they, that they allegedly shouldn't be like that. That's what I I would agree with with Clippers, you know? And I think that, you know, again, it's like, think about it. Like again, as much as we play the what if game with the jazz, Play the what-if game with the Clippers. I mean, if the Clippers – if if Kawhi doesn't oh, have geez. the partial tear, I mean, you're you're talking about a team that likely beats the Suns and, and likely goes to the NBA Finals, and it's hard to say if they would have won, but they're there. And I think that that's why I say for the Jazz, my biggest concern and biggest issue, if you want to call it that, is when I compare the Jazz to these other teams – the Jazz ability to stay healthy is not near these other teams' ability to stay healthy. And, in yes, I'm looking at Mike Conley. Yes, I'm looking at, you know, like yesterday at Media Day for the Jazz, Bogey talked all about how this wrist thing bothered him the entire season last year. Well, if, if, if you're going to roll out, you know, on a new year, on a new media day and say that, then I would expect big things out of Boyan Bogdanovich this season. So the question really is who's going to be there and who's not.
0: I still think Mike Conley is a is an, a lynchpin of this team. Like I think, if Mike Conley's not healthy, they don't win. Yeah, I mean his, his just his relationship with Rudy Gobert on the floor, his ability to defend. He's a he, it, people don't realize how good of a defender Mike Conley is.
2: It, the flow of the offense really takes a beating when Mike Conley's not on the floor. It's, I agree. I mean, it's literally that simple.
0: And then of course, you know you you can, you know you can look at the Lakers. Westbrook LeBron, A.D., Kendrick Nung, Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, Rajon Rondo, Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk. Their bench is freaking insane. Like, they are – they've almost – That's the power of LeBron James. They've almost bulletproofed themselves to injuries. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And I think guys like Kendrick Nung and Malik Monk – uh, Wayne Ellington from three, like they've done what everybody said, and I think your point a couple of weeks ago about playing LeBron at the four mm-hmm. and AD at the five full time, yep, is absolutely it's gonna be chaos.
2: right. It's going to be chaos because now what are you going to have? Like match up the Jazz against the Lakers when LeBron's at, at the four and AD's at the five. I mean that is a matchup it's very difficult,
0: dude. and this is why this. But this again goes back to the Jazz and and. Their weaknesses. And if we're being honest, age and injury is the Lakers' biggest weakness, right? Mm-hmm. If I look at the Utah Jazz, I still wonder who are your five best players? Who do you start in? Who do you start gaming and game out? Well, Conley, Don, and Rudy. Those three, right? Bogie. Okay, boy, I'm Bogdanovich. Four, four starters without right? a doubt. No question about it. Is Royce O'Neal still a guy that you value as your, your fifth star? I mean,
2: he's probably going to be. He put out a bunch of tape of him ball handling and making shots and doing what basketball players do in the offseason. But at the end of the day, and this is why I say, like, we had a disagreement about Ben Simmons and what he's doing and all his shooting, and, and I, whether it's Ben Simmons or Royce O'Neal or any of these guys, I want to see, even Rudy, I want to see all this tape they're putting out applied in an NBA game. I want to see Rudy... Extend his his 15 to 17 points a night to 23 to 26 points a night because he can knock down a basic little push shot or he can he can get give me a little little bit of a hook shot. I'm not saying the guy's got to be Porzingis in in shooting threes and and stuff, but but what I am saying is that like with Royce O'Neal, you gotta you gotta be more reliable from three because you're not asked to shoot the mid range at all. You're asked to be a three and D guy and you're asked to take three to four threes a game. That's what you're asked to do. And the Jazz literally need Royce O'Neal to make two to three out of every four he takes.
0: But can he? No. I know. I know. Listen. I know what they. I know what they want or need Royce O'Neal to do. Yeah. The question is, can he? Um, Todd Nickelback. That's your new name, uh, Nickelback, because <laughs> I can't pronounce your last name, uh, Nickel Lukovsky. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Nickel Lukovsky. Okay. Oh wow! Karis Levert has a stress fracture in his lower back. Um, optimism is that he could—it uh, could only be a minor setback. He could return by the start of the season. I, I'm that—that that guy. It's part of the process, dude. Anyway, Kolakowski. Yeah, what's this guy got to say? Person um, says, "Here we go. Already doubting the Jazz. They haven't even dribbled a ball one time in training camp, and you guys are already sure what that were we they're wrong, wrong
2: about what were we wrong about?" Well, I, I me understand what we were wrong. And about. And it's not like, that we're but doubting is, the but jazz, yeah, but it is. It's a hundred percent. Somebody coming into our comments and, and I love this. I'm really glad that this came up. I knew it would come up. Somebody saying, well, you guys just hate the jazz. Okay. Well, if we hate the jazz, what exactly have we been wrong about in the last six months about the jazz on any level? And by the way, we're just having a conversation. But, but my point like, is, is that I don't want to hear, Hey, you guys just hate the jazz. Hey, you guys just hate BYU. You guys just hate Utah. You guys just hate the Lakers. I don't want to hear that because you're. we're not here to to, you know, slurp the Jazz or Utah or BYU. We're here to tell you what's good and what's bad. We're here to tell you what the issues are and why the Jazz are not going to be a one seed this year and are not getting to the Western Conference Finals this year. Yeah. And you're not getting that anywhere else.
0: Sir Robin uh, says, with BYU going to the Big 12, who knows how Utah Utah state rivalries will look? Do they for sure keep at least one of those two on the schedule each year? Both will be on the schedule. I mean, you're going to have non conference games. Mm-hmm. James Knight says, don't sleep on the Warriors. They have Draymond. They have everybody back. They have the core no, back no, no, and the championship. You don't, un- with. you don't understand. That's a shot at our love of Draymond during the Olympics. It's fine. If Gobert scores 20-plus points, it means the Jazz are missing three, James says. That's correct. Brylark says Denver is going to be an absolute problem this year if they stay healthy. People are sleeping, for yeah, sure. Dude. For sure. Clippers win the chip. Uh, they have Terrence Mann. Okay, James, you're bitter. Um, Ramiro says, Monty, I listen to this show every day all the way from uh, M- Morela- Morelia? Uh, Mexico. If I win the Xbox, my sister and Ogden can pick it up, though. Great effing show. Thank you. Dale Donut says Utah State is not BYU's biggest robber. Let's be real. But, hey, congrats to Utah for beating a team not from the FCS. Okay. Um, Monty, why do they call you Monty, and how much effort will you put into tomorrow's show? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Yeah, what kind of question is I that? I don't know. Well, they call me Monty because my last name is Montemayor, and my entire life everybody's just called me Monty. Um, I don't know. I I, will. We always put a lot of effort into tomorrow's show. Uh, did you guys hear about Jordan Clarkson getting interviewed by channel two and they didn't know who he was? Yeah. They asked him to spell his name. And then yesterday media day rolls out and spells his name. Yes. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, do you guys watch the jazz? LOL. No, we don't. No, We don't. We don't watch sports.
2: We don't watch the jazz. Uh, we actually prefer to watch knitting on the old grandma channel.
0: This effing show, okay, well, that comment's not going to last long. This effing show, every day I think it's a slow sports day. You guys find a way to piss me off. <laughs> well, Ted, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, man. It is what it is. There's uh, no
2: such thing as slow sports days. There's only slow opinion days. That's. I'll just keep saying
0: that. Yeah, I mean, there's always something to talk about. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Um, we don't ban people's comments, by the way. Ted also got his comment banned, so we don't ban. Pe- if you it's curse, not up to us. If you curse, YouTube's going to filter your comment. Yeah, it's. I mean, it it is almost. It's just mark it down, easy. Jake, G's. are you filtering freedom of speech? LOL. Exactly. Yep. Um, Jake, dating update. Um, featuring Mrs. Monty. Not today. Uh, going in for a, a cervical. Artificial disc replacement today. Wish me luck. Wow. Damn. Think I'll wake up still hating the Lakers though. <laughs> Nay, guy. Good luck, guy. guy. Dude, Good luck, dude. I, you better come back in this this thing tomorrow or the next day and update us. Um, I hope you're doing all right. Jazny Jimmer, lol. <laughs> Dale yes, sir. Donut says, yes, sir. Uh, more Leah. more Elia. more more Lea. Okay, cool, bruh. That uh, you know. Uh, Xbox or PS5? Uh, PS5. I, I see. I've been on the verge. I could have bought a PS5. Why from... are you
2: on the verge of wanting a PS5? Because it the hype. Understand? The
0: hype is unbelievable. Well, given
2: one away, there's no doubt. But like, you wanted one for your personal use.
0: Yeah. I. I mean, I don't play enough video games to to probably buy one for myself. Yeah. But PS5s are flipping red right hot right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: and they will be because there's a lack of production.
0: All right. Let's. Um. By the way, yeah. anything new on the dating front? Any new hoes? Any new?
2: No, not. I mean, it's only been a couple days. I mean, there's no, hoes
0: or pros or yeah. You know. No,
2: there's no pros. No. So
0: there's no update on the Hinge game.
2: No, not right now. There, there, Literally, there's not. I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard from anybody new yet. Um, you know, and that's just what it is.
0: Somebody yesterday commented about how Match is the site you go to when you when you're serious. Uh-huh. That Hinge is much more about young people just hooking up.
2: Okay, I'll download Match tonight. Okay. I'll do it tonight and then I'll update tomorrow.
0: All right. And real quick, can we talk about vacations? Yeah. Well, let's save that. Let's talk about social media.
2: Okay. Social media. Yeah.
0: In the comments, um, obviously the switch. Ha ha ha. I love the switch. I still, it still pisses me off to this day. I can't play Mario Kart. And I would have gotten a Nintendo switch and my wife was like, no, you're not doing that. You know. It's fine. Monty trying to flex his success and spend $3,000 more on a trip to Hawaii. In a moment, I will explain that. Um, I think... What? That's just a funny-ass comment. It is. Um, So how do you guys watch this show? Do you guys... Are you guys... Do you watch on a TV? Do you watch on your phone, on a computer? Do you want, like, one of the things that is so fascinating over the last couple of days as we talked about is this TikTok thing. Because every time I pick up my phone, I've picked up like a hundred new followers. Yeah. On TikTok. Um, right now, I just picked up 31 new followers since the last time I had it. And we're now at one point, and let me tell you, we are exactly at 1.72 million views. On a tortilla video, which is fascinating to me. Where, like, where do you guys, like, where do you guys pick up our content? Because we put content on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok every day. And of course, we're live on YouTube and we post highlights and... Yeah. But like, do you, so do you guys like only watch on YouTube? Like, one of the things that's fascinating to me is we have a lot of people who only listen to the show on audio, that do not come to YouTube. And I, I. the thing that I really struggle with, especially on social, is I don't view TikTok as like a power social media platform. I view Instagram, Twitter, and to a lesser extent nowadays, Facebook, as a power platform. What does that
2: mean exactly?
0: Everybody uses it. Everybody has it everybody
2: okay well then in that case tiktok is a power platform so you
0: think you. everybody has it everybody uses yes. it? yes i don't yes. think so like yes. my wife does, your, gen- Mrs. your generation
2: doesn't use, it. doesn't use it everybody after you uses it my generation the generation after me everybody well and
0: you're it. the generation that powers that powers the world right yeah. now.
2: yeah so like the the, the 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 demographic that we typically hear from the you know the 25 to 54 year old you know male or person uh, uses TikTok without a doubt.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I I, I it, mean, in it,
2: the it, comments, do you use TikTok? I mean,
0: I'd love to hear. Ramiro says, listen on YouTube. Uh, David C says, I watch on my Palm Pilot. Stop it. <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> I love. Ha- the loved. level of
2: trolling, though, that's going on I today.
0: loved my Palm Pilot. Yeah. I freaking, I dropped that thing in a toilet and I almost melted down. <laughs> I dropped, I literally, the, an old Palm Pilot, I can't remember the name of it, but it was the one piece one that had the screen and the thing, and I dropped and it. I tripped on a bathroom mat in my house, um, this was 10 years ago now, and bobbled the Palm Pilot and dropped it right into the toilet. And it's going to go into crisis lockdown. I almost lost house. my shit that day. I watch on my phone getting the kids ready for school. Um, Sean Miersinski says I'm 27. I don't. Um, Ramiro says, working from home office, easy money. Yep. Um, uh, 737 driver says, watching on a Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Man, I miss the Blackberry. I think
2: a lot of people miss Blackberry, dude.
0: Yeah, totally. Agree. I feel
2: like Blackberry was the phone until iPhone really started taking over.
0: Daryl says, only social media I have is Twitter. Watch on YouTube via PC. Um, TikTok is a power platform. It's global. It's huge. Yeah. And see Greg Hawkins, Greg yeah. Hawkins is See Greg
2: is a great example.
0: He's a massive TV personality yes. in the Philippines. Yes. And so you get that much more than I do. Um and I I yeah, maybe I undervalue TikTok. The, I mean,
2: TikTok is great for like if you spend any amount of time on TikTok, you understand that there's two types of TikTok pages. Number one, You've got the the casual user, basically where our show TikTok page is at right now. We're just posting about some stuff and kind of sharing like some funny day-to-day moments, that kind of a thing. And then you have other TikTok pages where they are are either are branded after something or they have a purpose behind them. Right, like there's one right. there's one that I started following the other day. It's this woman who gives dating advice to dudes, and she does all these different topics and like that's all her TikTok is. So like it it there are levels to the TikTok game just like anything else but I agree with Greg. I think TikTok is a is a platform that is still growing and I think even now it is it is it's up there for sure.
0: Sir Robin says 100% YouTube. The night guy says YouTube saw the cafe Rio thing on Instagram. Ramiro says I listen to the show as I do my English editing job on my Mac. It's the best. There you go.
2: So when I'm dropping F bombs in the drops does that mess with your
0: Mac? <laughs> Probably does. <laughs> Greg Hawkins says, I picked up like 8,000 followers in less than eight hours yesterday on TikTok. It goes faster than any of my other platforms. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And by
2: the way, the effort you have to put into it is not that much. It no, is, it's it far is, easier than yeah. like
0: trying to pick up followers on Instagram is, yeah. it, is much more difficult Yeah, than TikTok. Brylark says, watch on my phone while at work. Mostly listen and peek into the comments when I can. Um, James says, I airplay uh, YouTube on my TV. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. On my phone, on a field mower ATM. Nice. Uh, we watch it on YouTube, you idiot. Tyler Hansen <laughs> says, thank <laughs> you. Appreciate that, buddy. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, I watch on YouTube. Uh, Chris Carn says, uh, Monty, sorry for the KD interview reference. I fully expected 100% on tomorrow's show. I will be in deer camp, but we'll catch up in the afternoon. Deer camp, nice. Oh, that's right. David Letterman interview. <laughs> I guess it was David Letterman who asked Kevin Durant. Why don't people call you KD at media day yesterday, which I thought was, I did. I I it was, was awkward behind. Um, Michael Goldman says, I missed the start of this. What what's with the clickbait title? USU is a cute little brother to Utah and BYU. Most fans in the state don't hate Utah state. Um, well, it's not clickbait. It, they, it was a question we asked. Yeah, it was a question. We always put the... By the way, thanks for coming to the show. We really appreciate your feedback that the thumbnail works. Dumbass. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, they, they, it, I think Utah State is a huge rival for
1: BYU. Huge.
0: Yeah. Huge. And I, you know what? I, I think some of the anger and vitriol that's in the Utah-BYU uh, rivalry has turned a lot of people off. I, and talking to a lot of Utah fans over the last couple of weeks, um, and BYU fans of course, but there's a lot of fans on the Utah side that are just like, it's over for them," and I get that. It's frustrating that you're having a terrible season, but on both sides, fans are just insufferable. Yes. On both sides of the BYU Utah rivalry, right? It it is. Yep. It yeah. is tough to digest. All right, real quick, because we got to go here. We're, we're going to Hawaii for Thanksgiving. It's been a trip that's been delayed for two years by the pandemic. Um, and so we happen to be of a certain lifestyle that we can work from anywhere we want. Yeah. So I said yesterday to my wife, it's like, hey, you know, we're going to Maui for Thanksgiving. Why don't we just add an additional week and work from Honolulu? Because when we went to Oahu last time, um we didn't get to hike diamond head like it just wasn't a great trip Mm. and so we want to really go back and i want to hike diamond head and i'd really like to go deep sea fishing off of oahu and my wife's like oh yeah that's a great idea let's add a week all right well let's call the the place we board our dogs at uh it'll be 2100 dollars to board them for three weeks okay Mm. all right but i'm willing to do it i'm willing to invest in experiences Okay, well what's it going to cost for like an Airbnb on Oahu for a week? Yeah, it's like 13-1400 bucks. <sighs> so now you're at, like 3500 extra dollars. And then you throw in food, you're it's about 4 grand extra mm. for a week on Honolulu or in Honolulu on Oahu. Mm. Should we do it?
2: I mean, you know, it, it... The dog boarding thing is heavy to me. I mean, it is so expensive to board dogs, man. Like, you know that that's that's that would be my only hesitation. I mean, the Airbnb thing is is not really that expensive because we'd be splitting that. Like, it's not, you know, I I don't know. My answer is, like, I'd love to do it, but it is expensive. I mean, it, it when you start putting things into perspective, it's like, yeah. That, I mean, that is a lot of money. It is. Yeah. For anybody, I don't, I don't care how rich you are. That's a lot of money, man. Like, you know, and so. I don't know. I I, I go back and forth on that. You know, I, I, I really do.
0: Yeah. You know, the thing that's amazing, the thing that's amazing is I don't, and I don't want to sound arrogant. I just don't care about the money. I want the experience. Yeah. And if I can, if I can get another week of time hiking a mountain, I've never hiked. And in this case, a volcano. Um, if i can get an extra fishing trip in if i can spend extra time sitting on a on a balcony overlooking the ocean while we're cooking dinner so why
2: wouldn't we why wouldn't we go to maui then for an extra week
0: why, because why we're going be to be in maui for 10 days well and you, i so you're saying save the airfare
2: i'm saying save the airfare i'm saying like you know say like yeah i mean that's basically the only thing you'd yeah. save there i guess cuz you have extra airbnb costs at that point but you know
0: yeah, I, I you know it's in, it, it's just interesting. I don't know. My point is, I, w- I want to do it. I want to go an extra week early and. Because um, remember the um. No, James Knight says, does the dog boarding place throw an ass vacuum in the package? <laughs> uh, they don't. They don't. Uh, you know. I yeah. <sighs> you know, Bride like says, are you guys going to be doing any content while on vacation? Yes, yeah, we oh yeah, Oh yeah, a lot of content. Yep. Um. Everything we do is content. That's just the life. That's and,
2: why TikTok is so important.
0: And that, but one of the things that you come to realize is when you do what we do, everything you do is content. Everything you do is content, and so it is one of those things where you have to like. A lot of people asked me on uh, on YouTube yesterday where the vlog was from the weekend. That lazy ass said he was going to do a vlog. We go we just didn't have time to do it. You know, like Jake was trying to get laid and he didn't. So he was feeling sorry for himself. That's not true. Actually what happened was See, you guys did was... research
2: whether Canyon's lifts were open or not in Park City. So
0: we roll up and they're closed. Yeah, they were closed. So we had to hike straight up a mountain cuz that's always fun. Um, you know, why aren't you guys on the radio? I'd listen every day cuz what but we don't need to be on the radio.
2: I think this is a fascinating conversation.
0: This is a fascinating conversation Um, because a lot of people ask us, well, why aren't you guys doing a morning show? Be on the radio. Well, A, I work at Yelp and I make stupid, ridiculous, way over the top money doing that. So I'm not going to give that up to go to an industry that right now doesn't have a whole lot of stability in it. And what's the upside for me? I don't get to control my content. I don't get to talk about what I want to talk about. Um, you know, I just can't like, you know, um, where's this comment? I can't remember who, who was talking about F bombs on Siri while typing, but he basically said, when you drop an F bomb, Jake, uh, if Siri pulls up a picture of Rudy Gobert shooting a jump shot, what's up motherfuckers? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Sir Robin says 56 here in TikTok may as well be a breathman, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I don't know what that means. Okay. Okay, Michael Goldman says, "Dumb what? What was that, Monty? You sound like my wife." I was kidding. Um, Jordan Hall says, "Utah, Utah State, Boise, San Diego State, TCU soon." Okay, you guys don't need bait on the hook. LOL. Truth, one hundred percent true that the uh, vitriol between the fan bases of Utah and BYU is turning people off. Um, but radio here sucks. Well, I I whether you like radio or not here anyway. To wrap this up. The radio versus YouTube thing, we do our show, we're doing, you guys, we're doing about sixteen to 20,000 listens a day. Wouldn't we be doing that on the radio? I mean, for a radio show, that's about probably, unless you're a massive juggernaut, you know, if you're radio from hell or if you're KSL or, but if you think about the listener bases, if you think about, you know, think about your favorite sports talk radio show in Salt Lake City, whoever that is. How many listeners do they actually have? Because it's not many more than that. I mean, if you are, if you think about, like how many people do does Bill Riley or how many people does a guy like Spence Chequette talk to every day? It's probably not much more than that. How many people do you think that Scotty G and Hans talk to every day? It's probably not much more than that. I mean, it, it, in the level of interaction that we get on YouTube versus being on the radio, it's significantly higher. I mean, significantly higher. and by
2: the way, it's easier to find, in yeah. my opinion.
0: You know, I, I think it's one of those things that... I just think it's one of those things where our upside for us, being able to do the show the way we want to do the show, if I want to F-bomb, if I don't, if I want to talk about... Elections or sex or ass vacuums. Ass vacuums or BYU football (laughs) or Utah football or the Jazz or the Lakers or whatever I want to talk about, I can. Being on the radio, you can't do that. You have to serve a master. And I don't serve anybody I don't serve anybody on this show. We do what we want to do. It's why we always say we don't have rules on this show. Yeah. We don't have rules on this show. You know, like the the most enjoyable part of this is that the conversation goes on all day. Like, we talk to you guys all day on Twitter, all day on Instagram, all day on YouTube. I answer, I try to answer all the comments on, on YouTube. It's hard. We get a lot of comments during the day on YouTube. We, we interact with you guys. Yes. That's almost impossible when Another you on Another benefit radio. of YouTube. You, yeah. You're
2: not getting, you know, with a radio show, you're not really going to get the, you, you're not going to see a video feed. How many radio shows do a live video feed while they're doing the show?
0: That many. Uh, Sean Mirzinski says, "Okay, I just saw the shopping cart video where Jake randomly shows up. That was hilarious. Just out of nowhere the other night at the grocery store. Tic-tac, tick-tock, get it? Yeah, Yeah. Sir Robin, we do. Um, We haven't had a good political firestorm in the comments for a while now. Well, Yeah, well, we're trying not to light the world on fire, you know.
2: We could talk about it. I mean, we can do that if you want to do that. I mean, that's fine.
3: Afghanistan.
0: (laughs) Stop. Austin Lewis <laughs> says, I only listen to the radio if I have to. Uh, um, Brylark says, uh, uh, <laughs> Sean Mirzinski says, Brylark, don't jinx it with the political thing. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I like the way you've got the show set up. These these days, digital media is more accessible than radio anyways. It is. Uh, the Nye Guy says, the radio is 10 pounds of crap in a nine pound bag. Probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Right, play the music. So we haven't decided what we're going to do about vacation. No, we haven't.
2: I, I mean, uh, there has to be a cheaper way to do it. That's that's what we need to figure out. I mean, there has to be a more cost-effective way to
0: do it. Maybe we can live in a van down by the
2: river. Down by, down by the ocean. Down Maybe. by the
0: waterfall. All right, make sure you subscribe to this show. We're going to give away uh, our Traeger Smoker at 2,500 subscribers. Uh, we are getting there. We are at 2,249. You know... Dale Donuts wants to know if we can talk shit about Joe Biden on here. Sure. You can do whatever you want. I'm just telling you, it's probably not going to go well for you in the comments. And now your comment got filtered. <laughs> I didn't do that, Dale Donuts. is cause and effect. I did not do that. Subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Monty Show. SLC Supercars until tomorrow. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.